direction No one can pull me out I've always felt different from the others I'm running away now WWE is so fucking bipolar, they're hell-bent on dragging their own old product through the mud. I, I mean, I said it in RWT last night, I've never seen a company spend so much time and effort burying their own product. And, uh, Okada is absolutely this generation's Ric Flair. But if he's this generation's Ric Flair, what the fuck does that mean for guys like Will Ospreay and fucking Shingo Takagi? Because they're on a fucking different kind of level. Like... It's 2022 and you know what that means. Welcome to Mac Wrestling episode 356 and as you can see, we got Vigi. Vigi! It's about damn time. It took a little long enough. Don't mind the glasses by the way. <laughs> well, uh, seeing as it's Vidya, we, we both got our uh, Grogu mascots representing. Damn. All day, baby. I love the fact how New Year's Eve, my Grogu wished your Grogu a happy new year, and then all of a sudden Travis has his own Grogu. Everybody, he joined in. Everybody got a Grogu. The Grogu. My son has a Grogu. I think fucking, was it, uh, was it uh, Chad's got a Grogu? Uh, didn't fucking Phoenix got one too? He should, if not, everybody should have a Grogu. Go get one right now. Just if you are even the smallest of the wars fan, you should everybody should have one of these dudes as a mascot. He watches over my entire studio right here. That's why he's at the top. Next is Zack uh, Saber Jr. Apologies for the mess, but I'm gonna turn my blur off just for a second so you can get a good look at him. Check this there guy. He is. Oh, he is kicking it though. <laughs> he he's hanging loose on the mic arm. That's awesome though. Um, all right then, so uh, coming up on this episode, in case WWE haven't already made it crystal clear, rest in peace NXT. Uh, a dream match is finally set up for the Royal Rumble. Uh, the TBS era has officially begun in AEW, and it's going to be fun for us. Impact, hard to kill predictions. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Ryan Sutcliffe, of course, managed to capture the predictions title at day one. He was immune from Wrestle Kingdom. Somehow, I grabbed the title of Wrestle Kingdom. I don't know how the fuck that happened. Hey, it happens. <laughs> uh, and also, of course, Wrestle Kingdom didn't exactly go as we predicted. Okada won both nights. The Okada era is is what they want. I'm not going to complain. I just no. I figured it was going to go differently. But hey, an absolute reset with Okada is not a bad thing. It's like, hopefully now he brings back the old belt too. But uh, no, I mean that was the thing. I hope so too. But the, the he first hates night, the new belt. The, he really does. He really, really <laughs> does. But the first night, you know, he bowed to it, and you know, and he he gave it a good send off. And but he's rocking the new one. Uh, it's we're just gonna have to get used to it. I guess. Yeah. Right. I guess. I'd, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when they're booking 
Okada's okay, matches at Wrestle, King- Wrestle Kingdom. So they're like, with his opponent, you got a match at Wrestle Kingdom. Great. Who's it against? Okada. Ah, shit. Ah, shit. <laughs> Can I call him sick that day? <laughs> no, you can't. Oh, fuck. Um, but before we get into this week, we got to talk past years. So it is this week in wrestling history. In the history of pro wrestling, there has been three major league title changes on New Year's Eve. And all three were the WWE 24-7 championship. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> There's like minor titles that nobody knows that have changed hands. But uh, only three major league titles that people know. Um, R-Truth and Mojo Rawley won both in 2019. And Angel Gaza won it's it in 2020. Mojo 24-7 title. Because uh, New Year's Eve, even a 24-7 title doesn't get New Year off. Uh, also on the 3rd, January 3rd, 2000, kicking off the McMahon-Helmsley era, Triple H defeated the Big Show on Raw to win his third WWE Championship. I think that's a night where Triple H and Stephanie were literally just sat on the stage all night. Um, and the main event was something like The Rock in a handicap match against DX. Because Triple H was running the show. I was going to say, I was like, it sounds totally like a Triple H Rain show. <laughs> yeah, I think this was the second Raw after Armageddon. So Vince was like AWOL because Stephanie turned on him and joined forces She's with the her right husband. I wish he was at the AWOL now, yeah. Um, <laughs> January 3rd, 2005. Let me just list some of these matches on a, this is just a regular episode of Raw. Batista versus Chris Benoit. Edge versus Chris Jericho, Trish Stratus versus Victoria, and Randy Orton versus Triple H. Sounds like a pay per view card. Kind of does. That that was Raw. Um, this is uh, seventeen. My math is shit. Seventeen years ago. <laughs> so you know that was actually like a good well, man, seventy seven. I'm thirty two. So while I was in high school, yeah, it's still pretty good. It was like right after I got out of high school. It was like, wait a minute, what the hell is this crap? Yeah. And we didn't know how lucky we were with Raws like that back in the day. Yeah, dude, 90s Raws. We thought we, we were spoiled. I mean, we, we were, yeah, we were spoiled even in the early 2000s. Yeah, if only we could have looked forward to 2021 Monday Night no. Raw. No, thanks. Uh, People wonder why I haven't fucking really sat down and watched this product. I'm like, God, I want to say a year and a half now. Well, no, they say, man. Like literally, like really want you like sat down and try to really give it, fu- like really give a fuck. It's been like a, a full year. Yeah, I, I mean, did I, I watch li- day one? Yeah, but that's because the fucking boys put it up on the TSK. Yeah, pay per views is different, but um, exactly. I I literally catch up on Raw based purely on the photos. <laughs> so that's not a bad way to go. It's <laughs> not a bad way to go. Um, also on January 3rd in 2017, Dean Ambrose defeated The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship in the main event of SmackDown. SmackDown was awesome in 2017. Uh, SmackDown not Live. Bad. Not too bad. Again, you, you any, anything, fuck, anything looks good for compared to now and last year, so. <laughs> um, well, I mean, this next one, January 4th, obviously this is Russell Kingdom Day. And I'd be here all day if I went over every title change. There, there's been 
227 title changes across history on January 4th. Mm. Um, we've seen IWGP title wins from Kota Ibushi, Okada, Tanahashi, Nakamura. But I'll go over this one because in 1997, Jushin Thunder defeated Ultimo Dragon uh, for the J-Crown Championship, which consisted of eight championships from eight different organizations. Winner takes all. Um, so LIGO won... Uh, the British Commonwealth Junior Heavyweight Championship, the WWF Light Heavyweight title, WWA World Junior Heavyweight title, War International Junior Heavyweight title, UWA World Junior Lightweight Light Heavyweight title, the NWA Welterweight and Junior Heavyweight Championships, and, of course, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. This was 94, the Super J Cup? Or this Nin- was... 97, this one was. Okay, but this was this was Wrestle Kingdom? Or whatever it was, it was Wrestling, wrestling World, yeah. Yeah, it was still you know, Wrestling War or whatever. Um, yeah, the J-Cup originally was like a, a tournament of eight different champions from different organizations. Oh, um, oh I so, found it. Dude, this is, I'm telling you, this might be the next thing to review. This, because I'm, <laughs> you're, you're telling me Ultimo Dragon, Juice and Thunder Liger, dude, in 97. With it's eight funny. belts on the line. This, this is, you know of course, what? where we get that famous photo of uh, Jushin Thunder Liger with all the belts. Well, yeah, because it, it was it was always it was always Ultimo Dragon. That's the next one I need to get. I need to get me an Ultimo. <laughs> if anybody's curious, that's Zack Saber Jr. I got a Kenny Omega on the way. Fucking Ultimo Dragon definitely needs to be on that list. <laughs> um, but also on January fourth in nineteen ninety nine, the night the channel changed. At the peak of the Monday Night War, Hulk Hogan defeated Kevin Nash for the WCW World Championship uh, with the infamous finger poke of doom. Fucking shit. <laughs> but Fucking shit. If that wasn't bad enough, WCW also leaked the pre-taped results of Mankind defeating The Rock for the WWE Championship on Raw, which backfired and they led to click. 600,000 Nitro viewers switched to Raw and WCW never beat WWE in the ratings again. And they bought them out just like two years later. Well, yeah, they knew they were on a downward spiral and they didn't know how to fix themselves. And they went through every freaking possible move. But literally their own success was their own detriment. And by their own success, they started getting success because they let guys like fucking Hall and Nash book, Hall, Nash and Hogan book. And that ended up being their giant detriment because they got to stay strong. Yeah, I mean, you're going to leak the competition's main event result, but you combat it with the finger book of doom. Yeah, yeah, I know you don't do that. That doesn't work very well. <laughs> if you're going to take advantage, take advantage. Right? Uh, January 5th, 2016, EC3 won the TNA World Championship for the second time, defeating Matt Hardy on a rare live impact. However, he uh, he dropped the title back to Hardy after three days, which aired on tape Boo. delay two weeks later. Boo. They they shafted EC three the second time. Bastards. Uh, Bastards. December fifth, twenty twenty. It's weird yeah. that we have history just a year ago. After yeah. winning the Intercontinental Championship the previous night, Naito defeated heavyweight champion Okada at Wrestle Kingdom Night Two in a title for title match. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was also the night of Jushin Thunder Liger's official retirement after thirty five years. Oh yeah, shoo! What a moment. And uh, nothing has ever gone right since Sliger retired. No, the it, world's it's, gone to shit. It really has. It's like, oh god, this this here comes one of the world staples of wrestling, you know, or the staple of wrestling, if you will. 
and I'm retired. Bam, go to hell, everything crap. And it's like, uh, what? But yeah, we could also yeah. blame COVID. I, I guess so. But uh, it, I, I guess it wouldn't hurt to have Lago back. You're not wrong. It would definitely be a uh, uh, what's the, uh, the, the some uh, some chocolate fudge on top of the Sunday. <laughs> Uh, and two bits of history for today. In 1983, Carlos Colon defeated Ric Flair for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship at a house show in Puerto Rico. However, as the match was not recorded or televised, the NWA pretended it didn't happen and returned the title to Flair four days later. (laughs) It's the NWA for you, baby. There was like three title changes in that period. um, And the NWA all three times just went, get the title back to Flair. Yep. So that's why go. his uh, world title count is all fucked up because there's some that get recognized and some that don't. Well, because like if you really think about it, he's in like 27, 27, 28 territory, and it's like what? And it's yeah. because of these things. It's because oh yeah, hey, he's gonna put over your guy in your town at your stadium, and he's gonna come back to America. What the fuck are you talking? <laughs> this is Ric Flair. He didn't do that. <laughs> that didn't happen. You go to Puerto Rico and you tell me that happened. And, you know, of course, back in the fucking 80s, nobody could just up and fly to Puerto Rico. No. So you're going to beat Flair for the title, but not really. But not really. Yeah, give, give, give it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also today in 2019, uh, homecoming, Taya Valkyrie defeated Tessa Blanchard for the Knockouts Championship, beginning the longest reign in history of 377 days, smashing Taryn Terrell's previous record of 279 days. Um, and Deanna Prazo did come close. She came within like 20 days of breaking the record, but uh, for, for whatever reason, they made her drop it to Mickey James. Oh, but we'll, we'll talk about the rematch a little bit later on at Hard to Kill. So uh, oh, yeah. only a few birthdays this week. Um, on New Year's Eve, Katie Forbes <laughs> turned 31. I was wondering uh, why you were like hesitant about it. <laughs> I'm sure there were some celebrations going on there. Somebody was uh, celebrating. Shane Taylor turned 35. Danny Birch turned 40, who's pro- we're, pro- we're going to be talking about because he's just been released. Uh, Matt Cross turned 41. I, I don't know who this guy is, but I got to mention it. New Year's Day was the 33rd birthday of Stony Hooker. First off, that's the most kick-ass name I've ever heard in the business. I don't give a shit what nobody says. You tell me Stony Hooker's coming, I'm popping. Yeah, I'm, I'm front row. Uh, Vader Scott turned 38. Jimmy Hart, Mouth South, turned 78. Um, December 3rd was, of course, the 70th birthday of the legendary Jim Ross. Willie Mack turned 35 on December 5th yesterday. And today is the 58th birthday of both Jackie Moore and Conan. Oh, yeah. Uh, so let's get into this week in wrestling. And, uh, well, we our week begins on Friday. So we kicked it off. On New Year's Day, mm-hmm. with a bloodbath of a women's tag team street fight, it it got very violent very quickly. <laughs> Who in the hell would have thought that one was gonna get the way it got? I mean, I figure I, I seen I, I knew it was gonna be like a because uh, they said it was what a street fight or no DQ whatever they had called. It. I was like, okay, I just didn't think these girls were gonna fucking bleed, mm. and they, I mean, dude, poor Ty Conti. <laughs> Oh my god, I, I'm still replaying that fucking knee right to the face. Fucking yeah. poor uh, fucking uh, Penelope Ford. Like, just is that the what worst game. Or was it the bottle? 
You know what? I did. It might have been the bottle. The, I'm I'm more worried because like I remember seeing her face just just massacred, and I'm like yeah. that had to come off that table shot. But now that you say that, that I did notice some like blood in her hair. That could have been from the bottle. Because like Bunny and Ty both bled pretty much around the same time, and Penelope had <laughs> the great words of motivation: "You're bleeding, but you're still beautiful." There you go. <laughs> I love it. Um, personally, I think Anna Jay stood out the most in the match, though. Because, I mean, she hit the superplex into the tax, but obviously she landed in the tax, too. She uh, got the win with the barbed wire wrapped around her arm. Yeah, she was a beast in this one. I, the, the barbed wire spot got me. The thumbtacks, like, it, I've always I've always said I'm not a giant fan of them, but I will admit, dude, you got to have a set of balls to be mm-hmm. doing that thumbtack spot. And the lady balls on these ladies, they're bigger than mine. Like that was shit. Like I mean, um, I was, I was impressed all around. I really was. Like I didn't as 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 gimmick based as it was. Nothing was really sloppy besides that fucking knee shot. But again, that's gonna happen. You know what I mean? You're flying in the air, you, especially when you're not when you're not a ricochet or a Will Osprey. You really can't be controlling yourself in the air like that. You're you're this you're having slap dick, you know what I mean? I'm gonna fall down, not fucking front like in fly in front of me. I might fucking fall down sideways because that's how uncoordinated I am. But I loved everything about it. You make me like you say Anna J stood out the most. Besides those two spots, I like I wanna go back and see like, did I miss something? Was she better than I thought? I don't know. I also hold her to a little bit higher of a standard. She's gotten way better over the last couple of years. Same thing with Ty. Um, I, I hate to admit that I focus on, um, Penelope Ford and the bunny. It's, it's because I feel like they, they haven't hit their peak yet. They're, they're, they're still learning the work and it sucks because they've both been on the Indies for a while. And I can already hear fucking guys like Teddy and Harold chewing my ass. I get it. (laughs) I fucking get it. It's just not clicking. Something for me is not clicking. So I focus on them a little more so I can see, are they going to finally click for me? And it, and it did in this one, but yeah, no, I got to, with all the wrestling I've watched this week, I, that's probably one I'd still want to go back and see just so I can recap it. Cause yeah, no, they fucking killed it. Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, rampage nonetheless. I, I say Anna, Anna J stood out the most. Maybe it's because it was so unexpected for her to do so, not, not so well, but. To like do so much, out, yeah, yeah. No, she stood out. But um, honestly, Anna Jay obviously stole the show too. Uh, sorry, Ty Conti obviously stole the show too. Um, well, on top of that, she was also mask. not only that, but she was all <laughs> over the rumor mill too with the you know him and her and Sammy thing. Ain't no rumor anymore. <laughs> no, they put that rumor to bed. <laughs> That's not the only thing they put to bed. Um, hey, you know I, what? That's. They probably, I I feel bad for whoever rooms next to them. Let me just say, he's probably like, can I room down the hall, please? It was probably Brian Cage. He's like, I get the fuck out of this goddamn company. Neighbors are finding out why they call him the Spanish God. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Sammy will love that. I mean, he's a Spanish God. She knows Brazilian jiu-jitsu. <sighs> Neighbors Jeez, move right? out. Try it, bro. Um, Latin power, activate. You know what, though, with the exception of Cody, I think I've seen more women bleed in AEW than the men. You know what, as of recent, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Like, Jericho's 
bled quite a lot too. But when the women go in, I mean, into if a it, street fight, they go. Yeah, because I'm really sitting here trying to think about it. Because like most of the time, it's it's fucking Corey or Cody, the TSK out there. Uh, <laughs> you know, it like he's the guy that's always bleeding. Um, who's who else is always? I swear it's like Mox too. But he's been yeah. gone for a while, so that's been kind of helpful. Jericho well, yeah, no, MJF. MJF. But, it, yeah, no, it's been mainly the ladies. I like it. But, see, that's the fucking thing, though, too. See, we just we just lifted off two of the biggest stars that they have, Mo- John Moxley and Chris Jericho. And they've been off TV for quite some time. And did did anybody fucking even notice? Has this product gone down in, in you know, in, in uh, uh, you know, stature? Has it gotten any worse? No. I mean, they're missed, but yeah, yeah, it hasn't dropped in quality. There's so many, yeah, because there's so many other stars that guys are getting spotlight. Nobody's getting mad, and oh, we need Mox back. Oh, we need Jericho. Back. And none of that shit matters because look at all the other good stars. Now, so good stuff. We we may as well stay with AEW while we're being so positive. Um, Might as well. <laughs> shit. We, we of course kicked off the TBS era Dynamite with Hangman and Brian uh, again. Again, well, there we go. Blood again in that match. They they just tore into each other and they beat the living fuck <laughs> out of each other. Those poor bastards. Yeah, like I think what it was is 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 uh, is, is B Dry saw the uh, the two Okada matches and he was like, hey hey hey, we gotta do some shit. All right, look at here, we gotta <laughs> do some shit. And so they, but no, they fucking turned it on. Um, literally, like from the jump. Like I went back and I rewatched it this morning. I got in with the TSK maybe like five, six minutes behind, but that five, six minutes behind felt like an hour to me. You know what I mean? I was like, nah, you got to go back. I got to see how uh, Hangman got color and the whole whatever. So to see the sequence of it and how well it was built, it was like, dude, this is, it, it was better than their first one. It yeah. ended perfectly. Um, there was Hang- rumors Hangman there. looked like a psycho at the end. He really did, though, eyes. like. The, yeah, the eyes, the blood, the everything. It was, it was, it was fucking perfect, dude. It's, it's it, like I've been saying for weeks on end now. B Dry and Punk are there to put guys over. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not going to be surprised when fucking MJF beats Punk. No. The world uh, might be shocked. I'll be sitting there with my beard like, I fucking told you this was coming. I t- didn't I tell you. I told you this was coming. I mean, I was expecting Kingston to beat Punk, but that was just like a one and done. But uh, right. they're really building this MJF Punk feud, and oh, big time! So funny, Punk gets MJF DQ'd, and then they just, they just trade Bob's again. But see, that was the thing though, because the way they did it, some people were like, "Is this a fucking Punk healed her? Like, what's <laughs> going on?" And I'm like, "No, he's just outsmarting, you know, fucking MJF, and he got him DQ'd, and now he's got a fucking loss on his record in 2021. He's 0 and 1, or 2022, he's 0 and 1. Like, what the fuck?" I love how that drives him so insane. Yeah, his reaction that, was great. Perfect. MJF okay. is, he's... I Wins hate that he's a matter. kid. Yes, they do. Especially yes, in they AEW. do. Um, I mean, especially when the fucking top heel makes it known that, like, you fucking ruined me because I'm 0-1 <laughs> right now. Like, that's how you know win-loss record means that a lot. Well, yeah, because now he's... Like, further away from getting a world title shot. Uh, I haven't seen anybody complain yet, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a lot of WWE diehards that were upset that AEW mentioned WWE again. 
but I haven't seen any backlash yet. I'm hoping I'm hoping what it is is a lot of these fucking WWE marks are writing that, oh, I, I secretly watched Wrestle Kingdom High and now I'm not going to fucking bitch about nothing because I actually saw what real pro wrestling <laughs> is. I know a lot of fucking WWE marks do it. Okay, I know you do. You say you're getting a feel of it. it it's your fucking guilty pleasure. Hey, and fucking enjoy it. But if you want to see that shit on a regular basis, just turn on TBS, dude. Stop fucking kidding yourself. Like, seriously. Yeah. But no, I've, I've seen nothing yet. I don't know. Um, well, I mean, the, the mentions were great. MGF basically <laughs> pointing out that CM Punk's never main evented a WrestleMania, even when he was WWE champion. Uh, and of course, there has there is there has been a lot of rumors about MJF going to WWE one day, which I don't see happening because they would water the shit down of him. We th- we say that and we think that, but the thing that makes it so great is the way he pushes it. Is he knows we say that, and he's like, "But you don't get like I'm fucking MJF and this," and they're gonna constantly play it up. And I guarantee you, by next year, we're gonna be like, "Is this guy really fucking leaving?" As he really, we we can go back and forth every fucking week for uh, an entire year. Was that fucking fifty two episodes? We can do that, and literally episode fifty two, fuck, he might really go because he is going to sell it that fucking hard. Yeah, the reality is, is yeah, he'll probably get watered down like nobody's fucking business. He has no reason to be there, not a single one. You can't be MJF in WWE. No. Sorry, I mean, they they wouldn't let fucking Keith Lee be Keith Lee in fucking WWE. They wouldn't let Matt Riddle be Matt Riddle in WWE. They're not, and that's, and again, th- you're talking about exactly what Vince McMahon wanted, a big, strong, fast guy that could talk, that happened to be black. They, I mean, fucking, we're fucking superstar, if you ask me, but I guess I'm just a fucking slapdick. And then you have <laughs> Matt Riddle, who, what did we say last, like two years ago when they signed him? He's the fucking reincarnation of goddamn Kerry Von Erich. And what has Vince always wanted his entire life? Kerry Von Erich. And he fucked him. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like RK Bro, but how long did it take for him to get usable? Yeah. And I don't know what it is. If, like, Randy wanted to get him over or if they just decided to put him with Randy, but you know it, it works. I wouldn't be surprised because, see, Randy's got that kind of fucking pool. Like, I've been here forever. You're not going to fucking tell me what I can and can't do. If I want to oh, get Randy this kid over, once. I'll fucking put this kid over. And you know what? Maybe it is Randy. And if it is, thank God for Randy. Seriously. Yeah, I don't think Randy gets enough credit for his mind. He really doesn't. I think people just bag on him for being that older guy in the spotlight. I mean, and I'm one of them. I can't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hide behind anything different. But the guy is fucking smart. He is, and he's, and I will admit that he's probably the only guy that I could see that is a WWE fucking bread. Like, he is WWE. Right now, that is that guy. He fucking leaves and go to AEW? Like, I wouldn't give, like, I'd be all about it. You kidding me? Like, he's the only guy I would, and I'm going to get some backlash for this one too, but besides uh, Cena, He's the only guy I'd fucking absolutely, the only diehard WWE guy that I would love to see jump ship. Fuck Brock Lesnar. Fuck, like, uh, was it Bobby Lashley? Anybody else? The two, give me the two last pillars. Show up on the big show. Show up on AEW. That shit would be bananas. Yeah, the last remnant of uh, 
uh, OVW. That oh, yeah. 2002 class was badass. I mean, how <laughs> many stars were in it? Cena, Six. Orton, Batista. Shelton Benjamin, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. The list goes on and on and on. Oh, yeah, there were some dudes in the background, too. Um, so, they, yeah, back to Punk and MJF. Punk's line was, like, a, an insult to WWE without actually insulting anybody. <laughs> you think the grass is green on the other side? The, just, oh, the yeah, laugh, yeah. just his laugh was enough of a response. Well, yeah, but then he takes he, a shot. Because he was so perfect, though. Because <laughs> he's like, go, go ahead. You, you knock yourself out. You go over there and you... Tell me how gra- how green that grass is. Yeah, you, you go main event night four of a buy one get one free four night extravaganza. Oh, I fucking I almost <laughs> paid myself. I was laughing so hard. I read I read one tweet and the the guy said I would have collapsed if Punk would have used the words premium live events. Oh, they're not right? pay per views anymore. They're premium, premium live events. That would have been hilarious <laughs> to use their actual wording against them. Yeah, that is so stupid. They have to like over explain everything. They it's think we're a, that stupid. You got a subscription, so you don't pay for it anymore. So it's not a pay per view. Well, you still call them pay per view when you had the network. So I have to pay to view it, don't I? Right. So it's a pay per view. Like, I don't fucking. <laughs> well, some people have to pay to view it. Right? I'm fucking... uh, but uh, anyway, also. Um, we had we finally had the first TBS champion, and as we predicted, inevitably it was Jade. But I will give her credit; she did look great. Um, oh yeah, a li- little bit slow in some moves, but like at the end when she raised the belt, she looked like a star. I I figured this was gonna happen. I just uh, I don't want to be that dude and say like Ruby was like the wrong person to carry her. I don't want to. I'm not gonna say that. So let me just. Get the clear that part out of your mind. Her and Ruby's chemistry wasn't as good as I hoped it was going to be. Let me go with that one. And because of that, I still liked it. It was not Jade's best match. I think I saw Jade's best match like two weeks. It was her and Thunder Rosa was her best match. I was like, see, that one should have been the TBS title match. That one could have been like, okay, that puts her on the map. But it's Ruby. It's a more... um, I guess a little bit, I don't want to say a bigger name. I'm not going to say a bigger name. A more established name? Somebody with a lot more lineage and history than a Thunder Rosa? So, I mean, I can get why you would use her as a pillar, but personally, if you're going to build this person, and as a guy that has been critiquing the crap out of her for as long as I can remember, as long as she's been around, you need to have her win in fashion, so she looks even better going forward. I mean, it, it was good, but again, if you could just switch the semifinal and the final, that much better. Yeah, and also, I mean, we we don't know if Ruby was working with an injury or if, or if she was. Like, I think selling. she was, dude, because like if you go back to that interview she has after she gets jumped, she can barely like talk. She sounds like she's about ready to fucking cry. She fucked mm. her shoulder up. And then, of course, there was a spot during the match where she was, like, on the ground outside the ring. Um, mm-hmm. Which is where we got a little, almost got a little bit of interference. Almost. Until Thunder Rosa with the save. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a good feud. Oh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Are you kidding two, me? Two fiery Latinas. Oh. 
Well, cause I'm I'm super excited because like I don't think I've ever seen Mar- uh, Mercedes Martinez and Thunder Rosa like work together. I don't know if that's like a stardom thing or a shine thing. Some I'm hoping somebody can give me some background on that. But you got some like I have yet to see a bad Thunder Rosa match on AEW. And if there's one I that is bad, somebody please point it out to me because again I haven't seen a bad one yet. And Mercedes Martinez is. What, 18 years in the business, 19 years in the business, work yeah. with some of the best women wrestlers there's ever been. Yeah, this thing is going to fucking kill. It, 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 and you know what? And it's also going to turn around and probably put Mercedes Martinez on the map. The only issue is it's probably going to cost Thunder Rosa another loss. But again, I don't. All signs point to her right now as far as who's next for Britt Baker if she can beat Riho, which I'm pretty sure she's going to beat Riho. Yeah. Well, they have definitely faced each other before, Rosa and Mercedes. I'm just uh, taking a look now. and I'm not sure what company it was, but uh, they, they definitely faced before. Okay. Well, then, hey. So then they have past chemistry, and like some of the more die women wrestling diehards are going to be like, oh, I can't wait to see this again, you know, AEW style. I'm just excited, period. So, yeah, I haven't seen that match, so it can me. only be good, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, Malachi. This one pissed me off a little bit. So Malachi Black defeated Pillman Junior. Um, Poor, but bastard. at the end of the match, we had like the blackout tease, and you expect him because he's just teased that he's going to start revealing members of the House of Black. So you get well, the blackout. But fucking rumor mill. Oh, Brody King's supposed to supposed to debut tonight. Brody King's supposed to debut tonight. Brody King's supposed to debut tonight. Where? Fuck Warzy. I didn't see this motherfucker nowhere. No, well, we literally had a vignette like a few weeks ago. So the lights go out, the crowd starts cheering. You can feel they're thinking the same thing we are. They're expecting a debut, and now they just switch places. What the Watch fuck was that? Magic. The fuck? What like, the? What the? Yeah, so, rip off. Yeah, that that was a little bit of a dick tease. So, because so hold on, I got it because I got to bring this up because I'm 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 a hundred percent with my man Harold on this one. We were we were because we, we, we always have these discussions in the TSK. They they sometimes the TSK is stupidly quiet, and sometimes it goes bananas and like you got to turn your phone like ringer off. It just happens. <laughs> and uh, we were going a little bananas with this yesterday, and he said it beautifully, and I can't I couldn't agree with him uh, more. AEW is out of the honeymoon phase. You are now in the I'm going to critique you phase to the yeah. fullest of the degree. You know, I can, I can, I can still, I'm not going to say I'm going to, I can be biased. I do like this product more. It is, it is, God, I don't want to say my second favorite product to watch just because, you know, fucking two nights of Wrestle Kingdom fucking kills you and it makes you want to not, watch nothing but New Japan. It really does. It fucking, it, it but AEW is, is my favorite promotion right now. But it's like, yeah, no, dude, it's time to start getting critiqued on. You know what I mean? Time to time to really start taking the screws to you guys. And let's see what can hopefully change if, you know, anything for the better. Because, right, I mean, nothing's bad. So there's nothing to critique. That's the upside, except for the dick teasing. I don't I don't <clears throat> like if they're way gonna, too if, fond of their blackouts. I was just going to say, yeah, either if you're going to do it like that, then don't be teasing guys. So then I just know he's doing his dumb magic trick to get out of the ring. Otherwise, I'm immediately because we as professional wrestling fans, for as long as I've been around, when you black out the fucking arena, 
somebody new or somebody returning appears. It's the fucking age old thing. I think Warrior did it. I think fucking Vader did it. I think that's how fucking the Great Oz came out, aka Kevin Nash. You know, it, <laughs> it's like I don't know. Just, don't don't fucking tease. God damn it! No, hell, they've even used it for Darby Allen to just pop up in the ring. Yeah, knock that shit off. Not, not everybody's the Undertaker. They can't all teleport. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, hell, the FTR, FTR is like really like the only people that have, FTR and the best friends are the only people that have logically ever gotten to the arena. Motor yeah. vehicles, one by their mom and one by a kick-ass truck. <laughs> Thanks, mom. You want to drive straight to the ring. That's right. You can mom, tell you they grew up watching Stone Cold. I can, that's just, I can just imagine. Anybody got a Zamboni? Oh, um, God, no. Don't give him no Zamboni. Some main event was kind of surprising. We got new tag team champs in Jungle Express. And it was so Jurassic nice. Jurassic Express. Jurassic. I keep calling him Jungle Express. Jurassic Express. I and don't feel so bad because nice every, uh, every time I hear JR call fucking Jack, uh, was it <laughs> fucking Jungle Boy, <laughs> Jungle Boy Jack Perry, I'm like, no, dude, just, just stop. I've, like I said, I've, I think I've said this before. I've given him his entire full name of Jack, or was it, uh, Nicholas Jack, uh, Nick Jungle Boy, Nicholas Jack Periskis or something like that. Did like, I totally ripped it apart? I had to because it's like just fucking, just call the guy Jungle Boy. Shut the fuck up. I get it. You knew him. You knew his dad. Shut the fuck up. Just call him Jungle nobody Boy. Nobody calls him Jack Perry. Do you call any other fucking dork by their for, by their real name? No, you don't call any other fucking wrestler <laughs> by their real name except for maybe Chris Jericho. But you don't go out there. Oh fucking Chris Irvin. Or, you know, whatever the fuck. Like, no, you idiot. Like, God, it, it just drives me bananas. Uh, MJF, too. It's also only when he's being introduced. They call him MJF Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it, yeah, it was a nice surprise. Nice for Jungle Boy to be the one to get the pin. Uh, it felt like a big moment. His, was it his mom and his sister in the crowd? Whatever mm-hmm. for it. Um, but yeah. the ending was weird because, like, the whole tag team division filled the stage. And then it just kept cutting to like Jericho and like random people in the skybox watching, which is like, what? Okay, what, what's so? So I had to listen to uh, Uncle Dave this morning. I had to get a feel of it. Um, for those that watched the main, well, first and foremost, it was like like three quarters, like the first hour and a half of this show, super solid, perfect way to start on TBS, no problems, you know, absolutely loved it. But then it's like it got cursed at the end. Because you had that unnecessary, I, I'm going to say it was relatively, that's not true. Let me stop. Um, the choke slam spot could have simply just been Luchasaurus doing Yeesh. a choke slam. Just choke slam the dude through a table, and guess what? We wouldn't have had, had what we had. Both, if you watch the replay, and I don't recommend you do it, because it's, I it, did. this is one of these more, this is a very gruesome injury by Phoenix to the point where I'm worried that the guy might not be able to really come back. And if he does, it's going to be at least a year. And I'm that's it. That, for me, is a shoot. And the reason why I say that is I think not only did Phoenix break his arm probably in multiple places, he more than likely tore his bicep. So wrap all that into one, mixed with atrophy and all kinds of, like, it just, it, he's going to be out for a while. It was fucking gruesome. But if you, if you watch the replay, Luchasaurus also catches his arm in a very funky way, too. And I'm afraid his is broke as well. And he just slid into the ring and muscled it out so they can attempt to have this celebration while they tend to Phoenix. But they had like four minutes of dead air. 
So they 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 bring all the tag teams, and I and I get it. It was probably supposed to be like a cool little moment, you know. Maybe the Lucha Bros hand the belts off, little hug, little this, little that. You know, these are the guys you got to take on now. Blah 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 blah. But it's gonna be overcasted by this fucking injury, and it just it's it sucks because it was such a great moment for them. But then you worry about the injury, you know. Everybody's gonna talk like t- today. Some guys are gonna go to work. Oh, dude, you guys see fucking Jurassic Express win the belt? Did you see fucking Phoenix's arm go like this? You no, know, but I mean, yes, but no. That's gonna be the thing. It it literally looked like uh, Gilroy Lockhart cast a spell on Phoenix's arm, and there's no it bones just, left, so it's not broken anymore. Oh, yeah, there's no, no bones. bones. It was just uh, oh. Uh, but also, Jungle Boy not only got the pin, but he pinned fucking Penta. Yeah, that's great. Good. For, I mean, I'm I'm so glad. I've been waiting for when these guys were going to get gold. I think I was set. Well, no, I had said that Jungle Boy was going to be the first of them to be world champ. It, that's not well. That's not happening yet. But I'm glad that they they put gold on him. He needed gold. I don't want to say like uh, like they like the Lucha Brothers had to lose. But it just felt like it was like you can't let Jungle, you know, Jungle Express, Jurassic Express, you got me doing it too. Jurassic <laughs> Express not win right now. You know what I mean? No. And at the same time, where the fuck are the Briscoes? I know we're, I know AEW technically is in the in the red or whatever. They're they're losing money according to the uh, the the fucking analytics or whatever the fuck financial bullshit. But where are these teams? You know, I mean, like we, we were talking about Brody King and all the tees for him to come in. The Briscoes are literally begging Tony Khan to sign him. Yeah. Where the fuck are these guys? G.O.D. have been asking for an invitation for a while, too. Well, I think the uh, problem... Well, are they in this? They gotta be in the States. Because they weren't I in Japan. I think they have been, yeah. Well, then, yeah, bring their asses in, too. Especially, I mean, not, not to say it like that, but, have, I mean, now is a perfect time. I mean, you have your second... One of your top tag teams... Gonna have to go single for <laughs> quite a bit, yeah. Unfortunately, um, but obviously the forbidden door is still open or whatever because Mercedes Mercedes Martinez is uh, is on impact this this week against Diana. Well, there you go. I mean, good. Uh, that's uh, it's. I want to say it's cracked. I don't know how the impact thing is gonna work out. Uh, it, I'm hoping it can get better. I'm not gonna like go. Uh, counting my fucking roosters before the hatch kind of shit. But you know me, I'm the only door I give a fuck about is Japan yeah. is the second that door could be. And, it, and it's all because of COVID until COVID. And I don't know when this is going to fucking slow down. And that's, that's the biggest issue of all, because it's like the second it slows down, you have the total opportunity for a rematch of Mox and Tanahashi. You have the opportunity of bringing in Okada for CM Punk or Okada for Brian or Okada for Omega. You know, Ibushi can come in. Shingo Takagi can come in. The fucking list, dude. The list goes on. Bring fucking Tomohiro Ishii back. Just, like I said, the list of dudes that would love to come to the stage and do this, like, it would be WCW and New Japan back in the early 90s again. But probably, I don't want to say better. I don't want to say better, but probably better. Uh, Well, the, the impact door, I would describe it right now as a jar. There you go. I like that. A jar. It's not open. It's a jar. Mm-hmm. Um, but another injury also. Spoiler alert, people, for Rampage tomorrow night. Um, Jake Atlas is against Adam Cole. Apparently on the taping, Jake Atlas blew his knee out. Oh, 
He's Fuck. only been there like two weeks. He no, a week. Not even a week. He got he got signed to he got he well, he debuted on Dark yesterday on Tuesday. Yeah. Fucking got signed the day after. Got signed that night. Uh, got talked about yesterday and apparently got fucked up today or last night. Man, that's a bad week. God dang it. And I was so excited for this guy. So excited. And even Tony Khan said, like, Tony Hallis, mean, Tony Hallis, Jake Hallis was one of the guys. No, I was going to go, wow. I could just, right? I could just imagine <laughs> him coming down. But, but Jake Hallis was one of the guys that he was like, I wanted to build this company around him. You know what I mean? Like, he was one of the, one of the indie stars that they had to have. And he ended up going to WWE. And, well, we all know how that went. But the thing I'm already loving, and I said this, I said this in past Max episodes, or uh, maybe even like NXT, when he was like reviewing NXT and AEW or whatever. But when he was in NXT, his whole video package was, I'm gay. You know, I'm out here trying to tell you secretly I'm gay. And I'm like, let the motherfucker be gay. Like, what's wrong with them? Like, go out there and be gay. Look at fucking uh, Sunny Kiss. And what do, what do they do? He's fucking out there as He's out there as himself, you know, a little crop top little thing. He's got his fancy walk, but he's out there working. And he looks like he put on some weight, not in a bad way. He looked like he put on some size. He's at a meal for him. Yeah. But I mean, if he blew his knee out, that's what, four, six months, four months at best, six months at normal. Yeah. From what I read, it was like a midair super kick. Oh, It just came down awkwardly, huh? Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll see Yikes. tomorrow on uh, Rampage. It's the Ultimate Vanessa, your girl's favorite wrestler, and you are watching Max Wrestling Podcast Now. We're going to take it to the max! Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Welcome to the madhouse. Welcome back to the Capimo Show. For the first time, you get to see our beautiful faces throughout the show. Uh, over the past week, um, we have had three pay-per-views with Day 1 and Nights 1 and 2 of Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, we're almost ready to take a breather for a couple of weeks, but we got one more pay-per-view to come. So we're going to be predicting Impact Hard to Kill in just a little bit. But uh, Royal Rumble is coming up at the end of the month, which also means that podcast promo Rumble is coming up on January 27th. We got Cypher making his return and we'll go one-on-one with the shape for the first time ever in a promo exhibition. We uh, we don't know who the Phoenix will choose to challenge him for the Knowledge Championship yet. But what we do know is that he will defend the Television Championship uh, against the winner of Ring of Games 2 on the Rumble pre-launch show. If you haven't seen it yet, go back and watch the first Ring of Games. Great stuff. It's it's so much fun, and it led to this video, Vidya, Vidya era of uh, Mac wrestling. 
Also, the World Championship will be on the line. Your current champion is Mr. Chad Malcolm. Speaking, speaking of Chad Malcolm. Right. I know that music. <laughs> it, uh, it would appear that our world champion, the lawyer, Chad Malcolm, has something to say. Ladies and gentlemen of Max Wrestling, it is your world champion, the lawyer. 2022. Going into 2022, I believe that champions get to choose their own challengers. Well, there's some breaking news for you. Next week on the Max Wrestling Podcast, I will announce who my next challenger will be. Well, uh, I guess we'll find out next week who Chad will choose as his challenger for podcast promo Rumble 7. Uh, for the Max Wrestling World Championship on January 27th, because okay. Podcast Promo Rumble is the event where champions pick their poison, except for the TV champion. Right. I was so, just going to say, this guy's over here, uh, fucking, fucking, cha- like, but, but, why are you going to be a dick? We, didn't we just talk about people being a dick tease over here? Yeah, exactly. Chad just, just did just the blackout. The fuck you- You're an asshole, bud. <laughs> <laughs> One more week, and then we'll find out who's, who he's picking for the world title. Uh, for more information... On podcast promo Rumble 7, go to maxwrestling.net slash Rumble 7. So, uh, on to the WWE side of things. Um, Heyman is back with Brock. Who saw that coming? I don't give a shit. Uh, and now we're finally getting Lashley versus Farmer Brock at the Rumble. Finally. Lesnar versus Lashley. Yeah, After how many Farmer years? Brock. Oh, how long has Lashley been asking for this match? How long has Lashley been back in WWE? <laughs> but wouldn't it we be great, this... though, if, like, this is how Lashley beats Lesnar because Reigns is probably going to get involved? That's... That's not fine. I don't... This is, like, one of those ones that I've actually wanted, okay? This is one of those dudes I've actually wanted. But I've also... I'm also one of those dudes where I, I, I look at them from the outside of the day from the e if you will and you have a dude who i'm pretty sure is still undefeated in bellator and and that's fucking bobby lashley (laughs) to a guy brock lester who's lost all of i think three ufc fights so two or three yeah yes i think it's two or three something like that but it's like why don't they like i just i need to have these guys have like a fucking like a shoot fucking grappling match or something you know you got the uh was it what is he? I forget what they call it in uh when you win the like division title or whatever in uh in the army. I think they call it like the the arm he was like an arm game like he won gold in like the armed games, I think is what they call it for wrestling. Like four yeah. years straight, Bobby Lashley did. And then Brock Lesnar was a I want to say a two time NCAA champion. Heavyweight. Yeah. So yeah, because I, I know it wasn't four, because I know he was only there for a couple of years. So, I mean, yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I need to see uh, them have, like, a shoot like a shoot wrestling match. That's what I need, some real wrestling. Uh, I mean, Lesnar's MMA background is pretty much UFC. Lashley's been all over. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he fought, I think he fought in Brazil. I think he fought in Japan. 
I think you fought in Mexico? No. No, I don't know about Mexico, but I know for sure Japan and uh, Brazil. But yeah, yeah no, he, he's still undefeated in Bellator, right? I'm double checking. I think so. I don't see any mention of him losing. Right? I was like, who the fuck would beat his ass? And the fucked up thing was, is like, they never put him in the, as heavyweight champ. They never tried to make him heavyweight champ. No. And then, uh, <laughs> I think he's got like a double just shit wreck. I don't know about Bellator. I think he's undefeated in Bellator, but overall in MMA, he's uh, 15 and 2. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my Lord, have mercy. Like, <sighs> six by knockout, six by submission, three by decision. Okay, here we go. What do you got for me, Bellator? He's 15 and 2. Okay, so he did lose twice. Yeah, at least. He got uh, TKO'd and decisioned. By who did he lose to? Of course, you're not going to tell me who he lost to. Why the fuck would you do that? I have no idea. He had to be some dudes. It had to be like a fucking. Who the fuck would beat this guy? That's what I'm like. Really, like who the fuck would beat him? I really want to look. I'm trying to fuck. Did he lose in Strike Force? No, it had to be Bellator. There was there was also Shark Fight. I beg your pardon. Whatever, whatever the fuck that is. Shark fight? Okay. Well, if Lesnar can F5 a shark, Lashley can fight one. Right. That That's something I want to see on TV. Shark fights. Shark fights. <laughs> I, I don't... I can't even fucking... Yeah, nobody... nobody. Oh, hey, here we go. I was about to say, nobody has the balls to put his fucking losses up. That's not true. He lost uh, Strike Force... By Doctor Stoppage. So in reality, that's not a fucking. Oh, that's okay. that's not a loss. No. Okay, if the doctor stops you, that ain't a loss. Um, and then he lost one by unanimous decision. Are you? I don't know why. This is in India, by the way. Super Fight League Three is what it was. By uh, Bobby Lashley versus James Thompson. I have no idea who the fuck this. He's a. That's a big motherfucker though. And he beat Bobby Lashley, but we don't know who he is. The Colossus? That's, that's a claim to fame right there. Elite XC, Pride Fighter, Strike Force. I mean, the guy's a fighter. He's a big-time fighter, but, I mean, I don't. He's, he's got 40 matches. The, the only guy who's actually beat Bobby Lashley. Yeah, by Why, why is he not famous? Because Why haven't in, WWE tried to sign him? They like their Because it happened athletes. in India. That's why. Oh, it's an NWA thing. It didn't happen. Exactly. It happened outside of the States. It didn't happen. Um, WWE also, once again, took Liv Morgan to the finish line and then tied her laces together. Um, fuck her, right? And they, they, they did the same thing. They job her out, and then they ask if, if she deserves another shot. Again, on social media. <laughs> this is why I stopped following 90% of their social media, because I'm like, why do you... Why do you pretend to give a shit? Why do you <laughs> pretend to give a shit? Why do you set yourselves up for the barrage? You know you don't care. You know you don't give a fuck. So why do you do this? I I, I don't want to get my hopes up again, but because this has been going on for like six months to a year now, but um, they've now added Bianca Belair to the mix. So I'm guessing we're going to get a triple threat at the Rumble. Liv pins Bianca and Becky stays protected. Maybe that's how they give the title to her finally. 
Uh, I can't see how they can drag it out to WrestleMania because surely by now people will be like, eh, the, the moment's gone. You're gonna you're gonna tell me you're gonna try to drag this out for three months after she's lost twice? No, that's not. There's there's no reason to try it. There's no fucking valid reason that that would even fucking work to be funky with you. So I don't, I don't, I don't get that. But I can see the triple threat thing. They don't really really don't want to pin Becky, so they have to bring somebody else in. But yeah, like I just said about AEW. Look who look look what Brian Danielson just fucking did. Look what he just did. He just lost to a dude who hasn't fucking been around a third of the a third of the time fucking B Drive's been around. And what did he do? He went over there and he put him over. Established twice. stars twice. Thank you. Established stars can put over new stars if you fucking let them. And that is what slowly will start you on the tr- the correct trajectory to stardom. If I fucking win this belt off of pinning some fucking jerk off, who's going to remember me beating the fucking star? Nobody. They're going to remember me pinning this jerk off. But you're the champion, but I pinned a jerk off. Like, dude, you the way to make stars is by unfortunately making your gigantic stars look at just a, it's a little vulnerable. Just a little. Mm. It's it's not going to hurt you. I promise you. I've, I've watched this product for a while. All right. I think I know a thing or two. Right. Um, meanwhile, we've got Edge and Beth on TV together, as predicted. What the uh, fuck is that hair? Oh, she's her and Edge just may, may as well just go Viking. I was going to say, I was like, they're full Viking, bro. Like, come on. Like, I just need to see the fucking War Raiders now. <laughs> like, they're no, like, maybe oh, this not. is my cousin's. That'd be hilarious. That fucking come on, somebody book that. I, I don't want to see the Viking Raiders, but I'm happy for War Machine. It's all fucking day long. Give me that's why. That's why do you think I call them stupid ass Viking Raiders? What the fuck? Oh, War Machine, goddammit. it. Uh, we we were slightly well. I think I was slightly wrong on Miz getting the win over Edge and then Beth coming out, but for whatever reason, Edge got the win and then Beth came out anyway. Because they don't want to make I don't know It could have been a thing where it was like You could have just had a screw drop Like Maurice gets involved It's not a big deal But instead they're showing you We know that Miz is an idiot Okay that's great We knew that too But that doesn't mean that you can't have his wife Who's done this before by you By the way Help him win the fucking match And then And then Out comes Beth Phoenix Looking like she's gonna fucking Rape and pillage their fucking house. <laughs> that uh, that might be a surprise to some of the younger fans, but Maurice has actually wrestled before and won championships and stuff. But I mean, if you, even if you decide you don't want to talk about that part of it, think think again. Think about what was it? His uh, didn't he get a fucking world title run just recently? Like last, like a year ago. Yeah, he cashed Something in. Like but I mean, how much that was thanks to his wife's help? Mm. A crap ton. So again, how fucking hard would it have been to do the simplest thing possible of simply having my fucking evil wife help me win in an evil way? Oh shit, there's a Viking lady up there. (laughs) I'm just saying, it fucking writes itself, dude. It writes itself. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... Then they write their own stuff, such as the NXT debacle. Mm. Uh, the black and gold brand is officially dead. 
dead, dead, dead. I mean, it's, it's been killed like five times over now, but it's dead, 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 dead now. Well, yeah, to the point where fucking Braun Breaker kicked the goddamn X in half, for <sighs> fuck's sake. I, if, you know what? Next week, next Tuesday, if they don't have a brand new title for this fucking kid, fuck right. you and your black and gold is dead. Get rid of that belt. I'm sorry. I love it. I'm not saying I hate the belt. That's not what I'm getting at. Don't think I'm bashing the title. But it doesn't fit anymore. Exactly. If you're going to be a brand new thing, then it needs to be brand new. And that includes your title belts. Yeah. So I haven't seen the show, but I watched his entrance. Uh, so he breaks the chains. The NXT lo- the old NXT logo gets fan acid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he kicks this big ass gold X in half. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. WWE is so fucking bipolar. They're hell bent on dragging their own old product through the mud. I, I mean, I said it in RWC last night. I've never seen a company spend so much time and effort burying their own product. It's, it's, it's you, you would swear that the old NXT was a completely different company, and WWE just keep taking shots at it. Yeah, like they were an outside company. Like they were, like they were WCW light. Yeah. You know? Like, they were it's, on TBS before fucking AEW was kind of shit. But no, that's exactly what it is. It's fucking bullshit. You know, but it, you, know, you, uh, you know that scene in Cinderella where she thinks she's going to the ball mm. uh, and she comes out in this dress that she's made herself and then her stepsisters just rip it to shreds? That, that's been to NXT just ripping everything <laughs> Triple H built to shreds for absolutely oh, no reason. Wait, that's mine. So, I mean, to, to, to talk about the New Year Evil, New Year's Evil fucking, um, I guess, special, if you will, I, I rather enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. It was like a four-match show. Uh, Carmelo Hayes and Roderick Strong was super fun, super entertaining. Um, you could, but you could tell Roddy was really helping Carmelo Hayes out. I mean, Carmelo Hayes is stupid talented. Not gonna, That's not a knock on him. He just doesn't have that... Uh, I don't want to say that work rate or that, I don't know, just the, that way of being able to literally take everything you do good and, hey, I'm going to carry you because Roddy's been that, that great of a worker for so long. He can do that. And that opener was a great opener, way to start it out. Um, women's triple threat was, I don't want to say, it wasn't bad. I didn't hate it. Um, it felt a little sloppy to me. Cora Jade, I don't know how long she's been in the business. I feel like she's green as shit, but when she's on, she's on. So that she's got some, she's got some, uh, what is it? She's got some, uh, some roughing of the sanding down of the edges, if you will. The six man tag team Imperium versus MSK and Matt Riddle. Excellent stuff. Like, uh, kind of felt like I was watching a PWG show a little bit. They kind of just went out there. It, that felt like old NXT. That felt like old NXT. And that was really nice. Um, you had uh, this fucking Von Wagner, dude. Uh, <laughs> Giant edge. When, Dude, when you talk about trying too hard, this guy is trying so hard. Like, it, 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 and it's not even like a valid effort trying. So You're just going out there to be a dumb shit or something. Andre Chase is out there, and he's ready to give some fucking dumb shit scholarship to one of his fucking nerd students or whatever. By the way, fucking, I don't... It, who the fuck has to have people outlined in their fucking goddamn gimmick for you to think that there's more people in the crowd? That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen, that fucking video wall in the background. Fucking annoying. Pisses me off. I'm like, are there people standing there? No, it's the fucking fake shadows that they fucking put up. Stupid as shit. Anyways, Geek comes out, tried to give out a fucking scholarship. 
this like giant buff dude. I was like, did the fucking Griff Garrison look like Griff Garrison for a little bit? He's fucking standing in the crowd and he's just like, oh yeah, fucking, da, 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 I'm gonna get the scholarship. And out comes fucking Vaughn Wiener, and <laughs> he's just like, you know, he says the most generic thing you've ever heard in wrestling, and that's let the real star talk. Now, the last time I heard that, I ex- your fucking face is exactly how I felt. I was like, bro, the only last time I fucking heard that was like 94. And and it wasn't in a good thing. And I swear to God, it was probably like an indie show I was watching. It had to be something like Brian Alvarez had did like way back in the day. Some stupid shit, okay? That was the fucking dumbest thing you ever said. You look stupid. Your forehead <laughs> sticks out longer than your fucking nor- nose does. You literally look like the goddamn uh, love child of the great Colleen and Edge. <laughs> Your fucking promo skills are the hottest of the guard. Like, there's nothing this guy does right. Nothing. And they're pushing the fuck out of him. That that's why I kind of feel bad for him because there's nothing appealing, and yet they're shoving him into the front of the line. He's what? Because he's six five. Help the guy before you expose him. He he is hot garb, hot garb. I do not. I don't get with all the fucking dude. I mean, like fuck. Like, I get Road Dog got released and this. I, we'll get to them and all that shit. But like, you're trying to tell me with guys like fucking Sean motherfucking Michaels in the back that you can't learn how to cut a fucking promo with some fucking passion and some goddamn originality. You gonna come out here with the fucking cookie cutter, stereotypical fucking wannabe big man bullshit, and you expect me to give a fuck? Right. You you can see how the the old school NXT had the influence of Dusty Rhodes. They could get promos, but that was the thing. They made sure if you couldn't work, at least you could talk. Hmm. And you know what? That's the one fucking check mark I will give to. Fucking Tony D'Angelo of all fucking people over Von Wagner is at least Tony D'Angelo can cut a goddamn promo. Does he sound like, like I said, like every fucking goddamn episode of Sopranos I've ever seen? Yes. Does it make me kind of want to laugh? Absolutely. But is he a good promo? Yeah. For a gimmick? Absolutely. Well, speaking of Tony D'Angelo, from what I saw next week, we uh, we're having a crowbar on a pole match. That's what I was going to say, too. I was going to say, did fucking Vince Russo get signed by this company? They fucking fired Road Dog to bring Vince Russo in. A fucking crowbar on a pole match. I know Pete Dunne, like, he got told that, and he's like, I got to do what? <laughs> and he started packing his bag. I'm going to go home. <laughs> I'm not seen in a crowbar in a pole match. Yeah, he's like, I'm not doing this shit. This is fucking whatever. I mean... We've been saying it for weeks. Um, this is no, this is the early '90s WWE, you know, re, reforming itself in NXT. We're gonna have gimmicks. We're gonna have dumb stipulations. It's gonna be good with the bad. So hopefully, Pete Tun can bring out some good in this. I don't know how. Yeah, but I also feel like as good as Pete Dunn is, the clock's ticking because apparently they just seem to be getting rid of everybody uh, Triple H era related. All the workers. All the independent talent, all the guys that were not WWE fucking force fed or force bred, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Those guys are the ones. Thank you. Manufactured. If they didn't go through the WWE machine, they don't have to hang out here. And they're showing that because I think it was what both Oni and 
Danny Birch are gone? William uh, Danny Birch definitely is. I didn't see anything about Oni Larkin, but probably. Okay, so maybe Oni's... Well, no, Oni's been gone. That's right, yeah. That's right, he's been gone. So Oni's gone, um, now Danny Birch is gone. William, William Regal, Regal seems to have made a huge impact in being released, but it's no surprise because, like, this isn't oh, yeah. his NXT anymore. It's, I mean... We haven't even seen him since 2.0 became the thing. Which is true. They, they they wanted to have him more of like a background role from what I was listening from Uncle Dave. But topic immediately in the TSK is, is he AEW bound? Could he be AEW bound? Is there a reason for him to go to AEW? Some guys are, and I mean some guys, I mean like RWT people are already saying things like, um, He'd be a great general manager. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I don't need a GM right now in AEW, maybe like next year, but I would fucking love it if he's a coach. I'd fucking love it if he was on commentary. Either one of those is cool with me. I don't need a GM right now. And in, in, in all reality, uh, like I said, maybe next year, because all reality, this year, if I see William Regal as a general manager on AEW, whether it be Dart, Elevation, Rampage, whatever. I'm going to get too many NXT vibes <laughs> and it's not going to work well. I just, it's, that's a personal thing. That's a, it's in that's, that's very personal. So, I mean, like I said, bring him in, bring him as a coach. You can have him help out with promos. He could be, uh, imagine how good we got good workers in AEW. Imagine how much better they could be with a guy like William Regal. You got William Regal yeah. and fucking Dean Malenko in there teaching you how to work. Come on. As as much as they don't need a GM, we also don't really need Tony on TV. Facts. I don't need Tony on TV. If he wants uh, to come out with his headset once in a blue moon, that's fine. But I don't need <laughs> to see you announcing a damn thing to nobody. Sorry, bud. I mean, he got himself in enough trouble on Twitter. I mean, it's, it's easy I mean, enough to get yourself in trouble on Twitter these days, but still. I was just going to say, you could literally put on fucking Twitter, you took a shit, and somebody's going to be like, all right, take offense to that. But I mean... He, oh my God, I don't know how to put this. I don't want to say he shot himself in the foot, but for it's like sometimes you need to not put shit online. Yeah. And that um, was one of those times. Was he rude? Yes. But at he the was same rude time, if you went, if, I, personally, I think it was only rude if you went out of your way to think that. Take out the last line. His response is fine. Yeah, super fine. Uh, he had every right to defend the whole um what was it Mult I don't know the best way to describe it multicultured yeah roster of AEW because they clearly do have many many different backgrounds in AEW oh yeah well uh, yeah I mean think about it they have you have superstars that are gay you have a fucking you got the goddamn transsexual who was a former AEW women's champion mind you you know what I mean like the women's division alone has had a transgender champion. Has had two Japanese champions. Mm-hmm. You you telling your, me it's your not... first TBS champion is a, is a black woman? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're telling me there's no diversity in AEW? Get the fuck pl- out of here! Who was? Tell me real quick. Who were the first fucking um, tag team champs? SCU. Yeah. And Scorpio Sky was in that match. Don't say it was like, oh, Frankie Kazarian and fucking Chris Daniels. No, I believe it was fucking Scorpion Sky in there. Scorpio Sky. Yeah, Daniels is pretty much the manager. Exactly. So it's like, dude, diversity in this company has is, is already been a thing. Has there been a black world champion? No. But I mean, 
give I mean, it time, maybe. We, we say take out the last line. I, I get it. It was rude. But at the same time, he was correcting her and why she was released. Just maybe don't do it publicly. That's what I'm saying. I was like, sometimes there's certain things you need to put on a tweet. He, yeah. he could have said, like, her being released had nothing to do with this because this clearly isn't true. But there was another reason that I'm not going to publicly put out there and humiliate the woman. Exactly. But, uh, but it turned yeah. into a big old thing, and then Leo came. Leo Rush came to the rescue, and now he looks like a hypocrite. And it's like, <sighs> stop fucking having stuff out on Twitter, okay? Stop doing this on social media, please. Yeah, it's just gonna yeah. get spun. He, I think he just like he just blew up because somebody accused AEW of something that clearly isn't true, and he just lost his shit. But yeah, dial it down a little bit, him. Tony. Yeah, yeah, I mean, many people would react the same way. But again, understand the position you're in. Yeah. Ooh, fuck, light just went out by itself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the cue to go to Impact. Um, so Hard to Kill is... Is it Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. Um, we got eight matches. Wow. We... I... I know n- very little about the background of these matches, so it's going to be pretty much blind predictions. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, last year we talked about Impact quite a lot on the show, but it's a lot difficult, a lot more difficult now because Impact moved to Thursdays. Thank you very much, NXT. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so it, it's a little more difficult for us to discuss Impact on the show, but we do predict the pay-per-views when they are live. Um mm-hmm. So let's kick it off with Oh shit. I didn't I missed that one. The the ROH world title is being defended on the show. Uh oh. John, Jonathan Gresham is defending against Chris <laughs> Chris Sab- I'm so sorry for laughing. Chris Saban. <laughs> I was like, damn, is it that funny? Chris Bay's getting the title shot? But no, Chris Saban, okay, I can see your point. Yeah, any anybody who uh who knows their impact history can under- probably understand why I'm laughing at this, but Chris Saban challenging ROH world champion Jonathan Gresham. I'm just going to cut straight to it. Gresham retains. Right? Yeah, it sounds easy enough. I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, I'm going to go with you on this one. Uh, Jonathan Gresham. I don't see why they would lose it, why he would lose it in his first suspense, especially in Impact. But yeah. I mean, you know what? The fact that he's actually going to Impact to defend this thing, that he's going to be taking that ROH title around and winning, I like that. Or uh, that would, maybe not winning. Well, probably, hopefully winning. I don't yeah. know where you could lose that belt. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, bring around his closed the doors till June. Oh, no. Um, Interesting. Well, the, the, the artist formerly known as Branson Reed, Jonah Rock, but he's just Jonah now, uh, versus oh. Josh Alexander. Now, that's, this is going to be awesome stuff. And this kind of sucks because fucking... Wasn't Josh Alexander just a little bit ago, like, world champ? Uh, X Division champ, he catched an option C, but he, he lost. There you go. That's what it was. Um, fuck, that sucks because, like, he was on a high, and I really like where that guy was at. Um, but, yeah, you really can't beat a guy in their debut, especially on a pay-per-view. So, yeah, give me Jonah. Well, Jay, good for him, by the way, for getting into Impact. Yeah, badass debut. Looks great. Um, can't really go against him on this one. But I'm yeah. sure it's going to be a hot fight. Oh, yeah, I can only imagine. 
Um, we oh holy shit, we got a ten man hardcore war. Uh, what the it, fuck that is, but it sounds badass. Basically, five on five, no rules. So we got Eddie Edwards, Rich Swan, Willie Mack, Heath, and Rhino versus the Good Brothers and Violent by Designs, Eric Young, Dina, and Joe Doring. First off, why in the fuck would you have a hardcore war with one team who, first off, like Carl Anderson and, and, and Doc Gallows were like hardcore in like Japan when you really can't be hardcore. And then Violent by Design, well, they're just hardcore because listen to their fucking name. And then <laughs> the only hardcore guy on the other fucking team is Eddie Edwards. What? I know. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Give me the fucking well, heel. Uh, he used to be hardcore anyway. Right. But, uh, now, he's, now he's hardcore fucking lol. Yeah, that's just like a makeshift team apart from like the history between Heath and Rhino, but... I don't see how you go against the actual two teams of right. Big Brothers and, and VBD. Yeah, no. So yeah, no. Give me the give me the heels. Uh, all right, we got the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championships. Love it. The Inspiration versus the Influence. That's what a fucking headline trash. right there. So we got Cassie Lee and Jesse McKay versus uh, defending titles against Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood. I swear, Madison Rain retired again. I was gonna say, I was like, wasn't she retired like six months ago? I, what the fuck? Whatever, dude. I mean, when you go, I don't want to say it like this, but I'm gonna say it like this: when you don't know how to make money elsewhere, you get back in the business. Um, inspiration has been like super fun, so yeah, you got to keep it on them. Yeah, they kill, they killing it. Just uh, keep keep those belts on the girls. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? That's actually a really clever name. No, like the influence from Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood because Tennille Dashwood is an influencer. I didn't even think of it like that, but I like it. <laughs> um, we got the X Division title on the line. Trey Miguel defending against Steve Macklin. Oh, that's right. That's a uh, homeboy from... Uh... Uh, fucking goddamn! What's the what was their goddamn name in Japan? I want to do it the cool way. Uh, the Mighty Don't Kneel, right? That's what um, Steve Cutler. Oh no, am I? That's the, gotta be the wrong guy. No, I was thinking oh. of the other dude from uh, um, because you know how there was that weird fucking tag team, like the Mighty Don't Kneel or whatever the fuck they were called. God, what was their fucking weird name? But it was uh, the two Australian dorks. Oh. One of them was fucking slapdick, and the other one went to New Japan. Was that TM61? Thank you, TM61. The Mighty Don't, but that's what they used to be called in Japan. The Mighty Don't Kneel. Okay, so this is fucking yes. dumb shit, Steve Cutler. Yes. Yeah, Has so Steve Cutler been Steve doing Cutler. anything in Impact? Not really, from what I've seen. Um, I don't know. Trey Miguel's way too over anyway. Right. I don't really want to. Okay, so there's like three lines on his Wikipedia page about his time and impact. Jesus. And he's been there since June. <laughs> that means he's done all a butthole. Got it. All right, Trey Miguel it is. All right, so his in-ring debut, June 17th, he defeated Jason Page. Uh, oh. Then he started the feud with Petey Williams, defeated him at Emergence. Uh, fucking Petey Williams, you kidding me? Oh, that guy's still history. fucking wrestling? Um, he has history with Trey Miguel, so Trey Miguel won the tournament 
to crown a new Activision champion because, of course, Josh Alexander cashed in option C. Um, so the final came down to um, Dre Miguel and Steve Cutler. Sorry, Macklin. So at Bound for Glory uh, with El Phantasmo. Ah, uh, Phantasmo. So fucking light just came back on. So now it's one on one. Uh, yeah, Trey Miguel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to look the other that, way. I mean, it would be crazy if they turn around and, put, and crown him, but hey, but uh, no, I'm going to stick with Trey Miguel. Yeah, that, that match took way too much dissecting. <laughs> right? <laughs> because we don't know what Steve Macklin's been doing since June, but there we go. Um, all right, what else we got? Oh, we got the first ever Knockouts Ultimate X match. Uh, Hold on, wait. They're not doing what I think they're doing, are they? With the fucking giant X, and they're they're really gonna oh, yeah, do yeah, that with these ladies? Oh my god! I I, I no. missed the elevation X where they had like the giant steel X over the yes. ring. Yes. But uh, this yeah, this is the high wire, high risk free for all. We got Fuck. Chelsea Green versus Jordan Grace versus Lady Frost versus Rachel Ellering. Versus Rosemary versus Tasha Steeles. Wow. Uh, okay, what a field. Yeah. Well, we we know Jordan Grace has the upper body strength to climb mm-hmm. the wires, but isn't she also the 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 what you call it champ? She, the uh, social media the social champ media, or whatever. The digital media champ. Big yeah. Digital media champ. Whatever the fuck uh, happened to that? I, that's a fact. I know. <laughs> uh. I don't know. I don't know who the fuck Lady Frost is, but I'm actually I'm leaning towards Chelsea Green. I think yeah, that's that who I'm going to go with. My pick, based purely on the fact that she's been all over the place recently, and she took one fucking hell of a chair shot from Cardona last was it last week or the week before? I'll say like right what? to the Chrome Dome. Yeah, the week before, I believe. Uh, Lady Frost is I don't know Brittany Steading. Okay, somebody new. Got it. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Oh, that's how you know you're super fresh in the wrestling <laughs> list. What do you mean you ain't got a Wikipedia page? What, what are you not doing in NXT 2.0? <laughs> We're not setting up our own Wikipedia pages. Um, yeah, Chelsea Green feels like a safe bet. I think second place would probably be Jordan Grace, but she's already got a digital media title that she's not doing anything with. So Not going to hurt her. Um... Let's see, Chelsea Green would then be the number one contender. Yeah, that'd be a good match. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go straight to the women's impact knockouts title match. Uh, Mickey James defending against former champion Deanna Perrazzo. You best damn give her the belt back. I was going to say, I think we're going to get flippy floppy around here. I think I'm it goes tough. right. Probably goes right back and then Chelsea Green gets inserted. They'll probably do a cool three way. And then that's when they probably will end up pinning Mickey. And maybe that's when Chelsea will win. And Chelsea will end up winning it. Because isn't she former knockout champ? Yes, when she was... Shit, what was her name? The the crazy bride. Laurel Van Ness. There you go. Laurel Van Ness, I think so. Yeah, it sounds just right. Yeah, she looked like a hot mess. And everybody was like, God damn, you're just hot. She was a hot mess. Laurel Van Ness. Mm Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, um, what a name. All right, so you're going for Mickey James to retain, and then we get the no, 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 no. freeway. Diana, no, flip flop it. Deanna, give it to Diana. Right. And then that way, she, Mickey can be the one to get pinned if they end up doing a triple threat. 
Okay. It's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, which brings us to um, triple, well, three-way for the Impact World Title. Moose defending against Matt Cardona and W. Morrissey. Oh, God. I've been staring at this one, and I'm like, you know what, dude? I've I've come to the overall conclusion. Moose loses. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm going so much back and forth on with against who? I, okay, I, so I, hold on. Because you got Matt Cardona. He, I, I'm going to be that dumb shit right now and say this. Matt Cardona right now is a fucking king of the Indies. Okay, there's there's no hotter fucking independent talent out there right now. And fucking Matt Cardona, okay, GCW World Champ, um, literally taking the world by storm, especially with his lovely comment. WWE was my developmental, which I fucking <laughs> love, by the way. And I just love the idea of Impact crowning, like how they did with Kenny and Christian, crowning a big name champ, big to the outside world, not big to Impact, big to the outside world. Hopefully, garner attention, bring people in. But then you got. Fucking W. Morrissey, a guy that they really, really like, and they've been kind of pushing the crap out of him, man. He's yeah. a big stud, and it just it, he checks the boxes. It's just, it, you know what I mean? It could go either way. <sighs> this this one really could go either of the three ways. It really can. It's yeah, even Moose could retain. Hard to kill, hard to predict. I, um, I think my top three would be... Cardona, followed by Moose, and then Morrissey is a dark horse. See, I'm with you on that one. I think Cardona. I think just the name value, the 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 outside uh, perspective of him, the the hoopla blah blah. I think that's the reason why you got to go with Cardona. And then on top of that, by next pay per view, you can have him and Chelsea Green standing there as champs. Oh, imagine a publicity for that one. And then again, you just like you said, we I literally pieced it together. Boom, publicity. Publicity means ratings. Ratings means viewers. The whole nine yards. So, yeah, give me Matt Cardona. Don't let me down, uh, fucker. We've seen just this past year alone how good Matt Cardona is at selling himself. Oh yeah, Jesus. If <laughs> if this guy was a car salesman, it, you know how many of his cars he would have sold. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, so um, our predictions are all the same. So I want to see more people predict for this one just to see if there's any difference. Yeah, see if maybe we're just stuck in the, oh, hey, new guy. Yeah, <laughs> we're, the, we're, the, we're the blind impact guy. So, yeah, I know that guy. We, we need a perspective like from somebody who really follows the product. Big time. Travis or Mike. Hook us up, man. Uh, Nicola. Nicola's a big impact fan. Big time. Get, Get, get your predictions in for this one. Um, <clears throat> well, there we go. Uh, your week, oh, before we go, we obviously need to do two things. First of all is to crown a geek of the week. Ah, uh, yes. So but, uh, let's just hit that music then because I'm ready for this motherfucker. <laughs> before I hit the music, is it somebody from 2.0? Yeah. Of course it is. It wouldn't be geek of the week if it was somebody else. If it was anybody else. <laughs> let's do it. Pencil neck geek, 
All right, gig of the week. If it was not obvious by me just ripping him a new one for being the greenest, tallest, nerdiest fucking dweeb there's ever fucking been. Von Wagner, absolute geek of the week, brother. What I need you to do is I need you to fucking go go to the back, okay? Because you, you work for the E. I need you to go to the back. I need you to talk to any one of the fucking production dudes, and I need you to say, hey, bro, I need you to hook me up with the Peacock subscription so I can go back and watch fucking people do promos. Fuck's sake, dude. You sound like you're the most generic non-believable sounding fucking tall bastard I've ever seen in my life. And I had to watch Sid. Okay. I watched <laughs> Sid and this guy used to go around talking about, he was the master of the world. Okay. Like, so if this, if fucking Sid is doing better than you, Haas man, you fucking need to do some serious, serious, serious work. And I'm also pointing fingers at the fucking coaches too. You're fucking telling me goddamn Shawn Michaels, you let this fucking big tall fucking dumb shit go out there. Come on guys. And you wonder why the ratings are going in the toilet. Because this is going to be your big main event star in about six months. I can fucking see it. And if this guy can't put two fucking sentences together, I'm not going to give a shit. I already don't give a shit. Fix it. Oh. Fucking oh. nerd. This guy sucks. Oh, Sid. <laughs> like I, I don't said, have dude, half you... the brains you do. Again, but at least he could piece it to fucking gather. This guy yeah. stumbled and fumbled and bumbled, and he couldn't fucking put his two feet in front of himself. He's an idiot. Just hot garb. The, the best thing about this is, um, I don't know if people, if you've noticed on the website now, on the main page, we have the Geek of the Week and the Rest of the Week graphic. I don't need to change this week because that's two weeks running now for Von Wagner. Jesus. I'm telling you, it's, it's, <laughs> it's getting to the point now what I'm going to do is, because this... Unfortunately, the, this concept has only been around for about a few months. When we get to a year, I'm going to have a Hall of Fame. And <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, since I'm so glad you're keeping, tra keeping track. I fucking love it. Thank God. I need to start keeping a little better track myself. If you get, and this is going to be hard, so this, the, you, some of you motherfuckers better act up, shape up right fucking now. If you get 15 votes... As Geek of the Week, you're nominated for Geek of the Year. Yeah. Immediately nominated going for Geek in the of bag. the Year. Um, on the plus side, though, we uh, do have some positivity. So this week's Wrestler of the Week mm -hmm. is about to be revealed. This week, um, the thing about Wrestle of the Week is I don't always base it on who gave the absolute best performance. It's some, mostly based on who had a big moment. Uh, so this week's Wrestle of the Week, I think, deservedly goes to Jungle Boy. Yeah. For, for getting that big W and uh, becoming one half of the Tag Team Champions. Love it. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. That's right. Junglist Jackalist Petraskis. I don't uh, want to go bananas. If I could interject, if, if you want, because I love that one, the, you know, the feel-good moment wrestler of the week, but if for those diehards, I need the guy with the graps. There's one guy you can name wrestler of the week, my guy. It's the current reigning, defending IWGP world heavyweight champion, Kazuchika Okada. Yeah. If you're not, if you think I'm fucking around, if you think I'm fucking around, 
spend that eight ninety seven, get you the new Japan network, the new Japan World subscription. Just go watch the two main events. There's other great matches on there over the two nights. Don't get me wrong. Just go watch the two main events. Watch him and Shingo, and tell me that that's not a like five and a half star. And then I'll tell you, okay, cool. Now go watch him and Osprey. And the and I will say this now, as I said it in the TSK, as I've said it to a bunch of other people, watching Osprey and Okada reminded me of Dominion three years ago. If you understand what I mean by oh, that, yeah. that's how good this match was. She, to, yeah. I, I was I was saying after night one that uh, Okada is absolutely this generation's Ric Flair. But if he's this generation's Ric Flair, what the fuck does that mean for guys like Will Ospreay and fucking Shingo Takagi? Because they're on a fucking different kind of level. Like, don't get me wrong. Okada is the end-all, be-all, if, if I could say so myself. But when you have guys that are that good, what in the fuck does this mean? Like, Shingo is on a different level. And Will Ospreay, coming from the dude that five years ago he was flipping around. You saw him and Ricochet flipping around, and that's all you gave a crap about. To now, he's probably top five best wrestlers in the world, most complete wrestlers in the world. Let me rephrase that, because, see, that's what matters right there. Top five, one of the most complete wrestlers in the world, Will Ospreay. Probably top three or four, if you really want to get technical. Maybe it's because Japan is so early in the morning. We don't really think about it when it comes to the rest of the week, but... uh... I'm going to call it a tie this week, then. Jungle Boy and Okada. There you go. Love it. Well, all right, then. Your week is complete, as is the very first Vidya episode Vigia. of Max Wrestling. Uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media at Max Wrestling UK. And a huge thank you, as always, to everybody on SoundCloud for that audio. For We are, we are still available in just audio uh, on Absolutely. SoundCloud. And, of course, don't forget the website, maxwrestling.net. There's a lot of good shit going down on there. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can follow us at the Captain 512 and at SMRpodnet. And now, listen up, you pencil neck geeks. Here's what Moses has for you this week. That's right. So there's a lot going down. First and foremost, I uh, need to make this official announcement. I am positive with COVID. It is not fun. I will inv- uh, let you guys know that. For some reason, I don't feel as bad as I should, but my fucking drive is on another level. So because of that, expect some a whole lot of podcasts to be dropping in by <laughs> what I mean, like a whole lot. I've already started watching some retro, so maybe some early editions of retro. I was figuring it would come back around like January, like February when I would get everything organized. Well, I've got time on my hands, so it might come back a little bit sooner. That also means more bolt rant. That means more... God only knows what else right now. I'm really trying to work on a bunch of different stuff. Um, streaming is going to be a thing while I'm home. So if anybody wants to catch me playing some video games right now, the three things that I'm doing the most are uh, you'll catch me playing some uh, some Call of Duty Vanguard. You'll catch me playing some Halo Reach. This is about Halo Reach. Wow. Showing my age right there. Halo <laughs> Infinite. And uh, for you crazy mofos that love some VR, I'm going to be playing some Unplugged, which is the VR version of uh, Guitar Hero. Be playing some kick-ass tunes. Uh, I do not have the was it motion camera yet where you can see me as I play working on that. But check me out. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash BigMo2425. Right now, it's going to be like an everyday thing. But other than that, as far as podcast stuff, 
fuck, there's been like three or four bolt rants to drop. There's going to be two or three dropping today, including the uh, the review of the Broncos game preview to the uh, week 18 game against the Raiders win, go to the playoffs, lose, and we go home and lick our wounds. So you're going to hear me fucking scream and yell about that. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it. Look out for some retro. I'm feeling antsy and something's got to happen. Yeah, unless I'm you nervous. want to do it like a Netflix or something, I don't give a shit. No, we we need a new Netflix, definitely. Um, like that. Yeah, speaking of showing my age, I'm I'm currently replaying Assassin's Creed Two. There you go. That's good stuff, though. Uh, because I saw the remaster trilogy was cheap, dirt cheap, uh, and I'm probably get just like getting video games in as much as I can because I'm not gonna have time to play video games in like two, three months. That's right. With the little one out of the way. Um, with that said, we will see you next week. And once again, you will see us. Um, we don't have any predictions next week. We are two, three weeks away. Two weeks, I think. Just over two weeks away from uh, Podcast Pro Rumble slash Royal Rumble. So uh, we will have predictions for you very soon. But again, get your predictions in for Impact How to Kill this week before saturday even if you don't follow impact we we're we're out of the loop we still predicted it so uh we'll see you this weekend for that go watch some wrestling then come back and listen to us talk about it goodbye and good night uh tv champ phoenix bro where the fuck show promo at hamburger come on now you're fucking it up 